people. Welcome to Her Journey to Self podcast. My name is Tamara and I am your host. I hope that you all are really enjoying the fitness series. I have been having a lot of fun putting these videos out for you. It has been a daily reminder to me as well, although I'm the one creating the videos and a little therapeutic. And if this is your first time tuning in to the show and you are not watching on YouTube, Yes, you can watch on YouTube at Tamara J. Morris. We are in the middle of our fitness series where I am sharing a daily motivational minute. So I pray that you will join us over there. Today, I want to talk about wellness and what it is and why it is so important to me. If you have been listening for a while, then you obviously know that I truly believe in the mind, body, and spirit connection. And that can even be further broken down when we really start to think about the emotional side psychological and social aspects of wellness. But it is so powerful and it is so important to who we are as humans. If one pillar is off, the others will be affected by it. Just think of how our bodies operate. If you've ever injured yourself, you know exactly what this feels like. If you injure your right knee, your left knee starts to overcompensate for the imbalance. The left knee starts to bear more weight. And if you are intentional about rehabbing the right knee so that it can fully recover, the left knee might end up just as bad or even worse. Everything is connected. So that brings me to wellness. And for me, wellness means achieving great health in all areas of my life. But for a more professional definition, wellness is an active process of becoming aware of and making choices toward a healthy and fulfilling life. Wellness is more than being free from illness. It is a dynamic process of change and growth, a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And I love that it says that it is an active process. That means that we have the responsibility to seek wellness and then to make the choice to go after it. It is up to us to take the necessary steps to achieve it. And then it is about becoming aware. I just love the language used to define it because it is so in tune with the overall essence of this journey of life. We are always becoming and becoming aware is a very critical part of this process. Awareness is the catalyst for change. And then we make the choices. We have the power. I know this life can sometimes make us feel like we are powerless, but we are capable of so much. We just have to be committed to the process. Just the understanding alone of wellness is a full circle moment, if you will. We must first become aware so that we can make choices in order to implement an active process in our lives to promote wellness. And it's not just about physical sickness because like I said before, it's all connected. I think it's easy for us to understand how a physical ailment can cause us to experience emotional and spiritual brokenness. But I don't think too many of us truly understand that the same can be true when it comes to how our mental and spiritual infirmities can impact our physical health as well. How many times have we seen someone turn to fitness to improve their mental and emotional state? The same can be true for our physical health. 
And there has definitely been a shift or rather a return in healthcare to treat the totality of a person. Mind-body research has become a lot more mainstream as we continue to learn more about the power of mindfulness. Now, of course, that isn't to say that all illnesses are in your head. It's about truly understanding the influence it can have and the relief that it can offer. I'm such an advocate for wellness because of the nature of our society. The culture of our society has not fully embraced the entirety of wellness. We are a society of big pharma, endless fast food, cancel culture, burnout culture, and making pettiness popular. Health and wellness is not the cool kid in the classroom. <laughs> it's basically it's definitely one of those aspects that I don't understand socially. And more upsetting, it has been portrayed as this premium organization only reserved for a select group of people. I've mentioned before that the wellness community has a problem with inclusivity and diversity. And as a Black woman, I can definitely say that I think that we have removed ourselves from the space as well. I think that as Black people, we have put it in our minds that a lot of things aren't for us. And I have a lot of different theories as to why that is, but the, the truth of the matter is that's false. And those thought processes are so ironic because when you start to look at the origins of these different holistic practices that are being used in these wellness spaces, most of them, if not all, come from ethnic cultures. We need to understand how oppression and colonialism has impacted the way that we see health and practice health today. There's also this pure rejection of health. I'm sure we have all heard the popular sayings, I'll sleep when I die, or we're all going to die of something. And although it's a figure of speech and it's extreme, the messaging is reality. It is a culture that we have learned, but we can also unlearn it. And that is very possible. So I really want to drive this point home. This is from an article and I'll link it in the show notes. But it says that when we experience fear, it doesn't just affect our mind. Although our thoughts may be panicked, our mind is racing and our emotions are fluctuating wildly. We are also experiencing rapid breathing, sweating, a clenching in the stomach, and maybe praying for help. Every aspect of our being is affected by the perceived fear. Likewise, our entire being responds to pain, cravings, trauma, depression, stress, illness, joy, excitement, or virtually any emotion, situation, or other stimulus. Because of this interconnectedness, the most successful healing approaches address physical, psychological, and spiritual health. Strengthening all aspects of the body leads to positive change, growth, and healing, and significantly increase the odds for long-term recovery. We can't ignore this. My emotional state is directly tied to how I treat my body. My mental state is all about how I relate to the world and to other people based on my own core values and beliefs. So that definitely translates to how I see myself and then how I'm choosing to take care of my body definitely impacts how I'm 
feeling about myself emotionally or mentally. So you see, we just keep going around and around in this circle because they truly are all connected. I know that at first glance, the premise of this podcast can appear to be all about emotional wellness, but because I have this awareness, it is impossible for me to disconnect the other aspects. And I don't even think that's humanly possible, whether we are aware of it or not, that cause and effect is still occurring. I think that it is much better for us so that we know how to address it and so that we're not walking around being one dimensional people, <laughs> you know? So the next time you start to think about how you can overcome your insecurities or working on shifting your mindset or writing out your affirmations, I also want you to take note of your physical and spiritual health because you just may find that they need a little TLC too. So I will leave you with this quote. Your mind, emotions, and body are instruments, and the way you align and tune them will determine how well you play life. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you've been encouraged. Please follow us on social media at Her Journey to Self. Watch the show on YouTube at Tamara J. Morris. Share it out with all of your friends, and please do not forget to leave a review on Apple Podcast. Remember that your testimony is not for yourself. It is for the world. Until next time, peace, love, and light. Come all ye faithful.